on a pot my name is peyton and joining me as always is my brother parker happy super bowl week man this is kind of exciting this is it's exciting it's bittersweet uh we get what is usually the best game of the season um but unfortunately it is the last nfl game that we will get to watch until august and that's preseason this is the last real nfl game we'll get to watch until september I will say, I don't think it's fully set in with me that this is the last football game of the season. And I think right? that because this is the first time we're doing it with a podcast, I think it is, you know, the, the season goes by even quicker than I think. Yeah, it, it does. Because we're constantly churning through all the all the happenings on a week-to-week basis that, you, you know, we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, it feels like. Whereas before... I felt like there was so much more time to digest everything. Um, so, and I want to first off, you know, just say congratulations to us, give ourselves a pat on the back. We did it. We made it through the football season, um, but we are going to talk about that game and we have some fun guests to talk about the game with uh, in guys from the tricky takes pod. Our friends, Austin, Connor and Billy are going to join us. Uh, two of which you are familiar with Connor. This will be his first appearance on the two piece show. But before that, we wanted to touch on some important news items. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to talk something uh, not related to football. And we want to talk about a huge injury that has taken place in the NBA, and that is the Joel Embiid meniscus injury. It wasn't really disclosed at first how severe it was, but he actually opted to get surgery. And he's not out for the season, but it does seem like he is not going to be able to come back until close to the end of the year, if not not until the playoffs. And that's a huge deal in this Eastern Conference race. They were definitely one of the teams in the top three, I would say as far as favorites to win the conference with Joel Embiid in the fold and without him, it's going to be really hard for them. I think to stick around in the playoff race. I mean, do you have any thoughts on how this affects their chances to even stick around and be a playoff team? This is going to be real tough. They're going to have to really hit this middle of the season, like this middle third of the season. They're going to have to really smack hard with Joel Embiid being out. This is a really crucial time too, because I feel like this meaty part of the season is whenever you get most of your um, like should have wins. You know, the teams that you should beat, you should beat them in the middle of the season. You know, the beginning of the season sometimes those are shaky. The end of the season sometimes the teams you're supposed to beat have gotten better and have gelled better. But in the middle, in the meet, is usually whenever the better teams come away with wins, and that's going to be huge for the Sixers. Uh, the East is getting a little tougher. There's a lot of teams in the East that aren't usually kind of hanging around at the top. You see, like like your Orlando Magic. There are other teams that are just sneaky good in the East. I think there's a lot more sneaky good teams in the East than there are in the West. Yeah, even the Knicks and the Cavs have kind of jumped up into that upper tier of the East, especially the Knicks. I mean, they're playing lights out ever since they had the OG and OB trade take place. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, and even with without uh, Evan Mobley and Darius Garland, the Cavs have kind of found something in some of their role players. So both of those teams are improving. And I, it makes me wonder, you know, I, I don't I mean, I think that the Philadelphia 76ers can be a play in team still just because the 10 seed is like the Bulls right now. Like, I, I mean, I think it's a very reasonable thing to expect them to be a play in team. But for them to 
maintain that spot in the top six, I think it's going to be real tough. Whenever you have other teams like Indiana and like you stated, Orlando, possibly being able to make that jump and take over those spots if, you know, they can't survive without uh, Joel. Because without him, it, it's hard to see them be able to replicate his size and playmaking combination. So, but we'll we'll keep an eye on how they fare in the East uh, come you know, we're coming up on the all-star break. So we're going to get a good idea of how these teams look in the most important part of the season coming towards the playoffs. Uh, and speaking of the all-star break, the all-star reserves were announced. I'm not going to go through them. You guys can do that on your own. Uh, and this is mostly just a reason for me to say that Paolo Bencaro is an all-star and I am ecstatic about it because he is <laughs> the first real all-star. I know Nikola Vucevic was an all-star for us uh, a few years ago, but that was like a, empty stats, bad team. This is the first time that I think Orlando has had a legitimate all-star since Dwight, honestly. So really good things going on here in the city of Orlando so far, but obviously there were some other notable players that made the reserves. You guys can go check out the list on your own, but uh, all-star break is coming up next week. So, you know, you can look forward to that as well. A um, couple of things I want to bring up about the NBA while we're sitting here on it. I do have, um, I've done it the last two weeks. I brought up just this crazy stat uh, NBA wise. And this is my stat this week that I saw that I thought was kind of eye-opening, really insane. Um, so 2018, Rudy Gobert won Defensive Player of the Year. At the end of the season, Rudy Gobert on his stat sheet um, recorded 129 blocks that year and 44 steals, which is really good, right? Yeah. Averaging averaging almost a block and a half a game. Um, actually, you're averaging more than a block and a half a game and half a steal as a big guy. Um, now I want to talk about something crazy. Victor Wimbenyama. Yes. Through 40, through 42 games this year has already has a, a accumulated four more blocks. He has 133 blocks on the season and three more steals with 47 steals on the season. And he's that that's only through the first 42 games. So just a, like one game over half the season. I think that's ridiculous. This guy's playing out of his mind. Of course, he's, He's really big. What do you think about Victor Wimanyama? Like, do you think he's a star that'll last in the game? Or do you think this is like a first couple years hype? He's just a big guy that has a little bit of juice to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I'll say it this way because I do want to be concise. I, I think that he will always be a defensive stalwart. I think he's going to be one of the better defensive players in the league for a long time. The, the thing with him is I, I want to see more of the offensive consistency because it does seem like there have been some lapses in his playmaking ability translating to the NBA so far. Um, it, it's, his shot is fine, but it's not, I mean, he's a rookie. It's not going to be what it, what we expected to be like coming from the efficiency that he had overseas. Uh, I mean, so there's going to be some growing pains with the shooting, I think, but if the growing pains don't ever go away, then I, he may be reserved to just being a all defense kind of guy but never really being considered in the MVP conversation because he can't have sufficient scoring. And, and the only reason I want to sit on this for just a second is because we're about to talk a lot of football with three other guys plus us yeah. too. So um, just to get a little bit more NBA uh, out of you, do you see him being – so Zion, let's just look at Zion uh, quite a few years ago. You know, he had all the hype coming into the NBA. Um, I would say – since Zion, this is the, the last few years. This is definitely the most hype player to come in. The yeah. most, the most uh, electric player. The guys that everybody wants to go watch. Everybody wants to see play. Do you see him being better 
than Zion um, or uh, making a bigger impact than Zion does a little further down because I, I, you know what I mean? I, I just feel like a lot of people had a lot of high hopes for Zion. I, yeah. Zion had yeah. a couple injuries when Benyama being as big as he is could have an injury or two in the next couple of years. Um, yeah. I don't want to wish that upon him, but it's just a lot easier for guys like him with that build to be um, injured. You know, it, it's an interesting discussion because they're two completely different body types. And uh, obviously Zion, whenever he is in shape and when he's healthy is he, he's just a wrecking ball. Whereas Wimby is more of a, a problem from a length standpoint. Like it, it, he's just so long that it's almost hard to make a play on the ball whenever you're defending him. I do think that Victor can have that same impact. And I do think it actually could be greater because of the way that the game is moving towards. I think that because we're becoming very length centric, it does seem like as far as the way that rosters are built, that he is the ultimate length asset for any team in this league so far, aside from like Chet. Chet's the only other guy that I can think of that has the same kind of length that Wimby does. So I think that moving forward, I, I actually do think that Wimby could have a greater impact based on his traits and just his physical build and how that is going to directly translate to how the game is moving. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna talk about Jalen Brunson as well. Um, little mm-hmm. things I saw about him, but I, I think I'm going to save that for the offseason. I could rant on this because I actually looked into a couple stories about Jalen Brunson's career yeah. path. I was going to save some time for that, but let's go ahead and move forward to our NFL news um, before we get these guys on the pod and get everything rolling. And we'll talk about Jalen Brunson um, going forward after the NFL kind of clears out of the way. There, There's just a couple of head coaching news that we did not uh, come across whenever we last recorded because they hadn't occurred yet. Uh, A couple that I'll just name. I don't think we're going to go into. There's really only one I want to focus on. Uh, First off, we had Dave Canales, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator, took the Carolina Panthers job. So he's going to try and uh, invigorate that Carolina Panthers offense and try and really prove that Bryce Young was worth the number one overall pick. We had Antonio Pierce getting hired full-time in Vegas. So he's no longer the interim. He's a full-time coach, big culture guy. They, the team seems to like him, especially the players. I was about to say, I'm sure the players are loving that right now. I, I haven't heard – like it seems like all the Raiders are like really high on this guy, from Max Crosby all the way down to the guys at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, yeah. They, they went to bat for this guy, especially after how they've closed out the season. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, he ended up taking the Seattle job. He's now the youngest head coach in the NFL. And then the the one that I did want to talk about a little bit more because, you know, you are the Cowboys fan, and you, I think this is your Cowboys minute for the, for the episode. Uh, we have Dan Quinn, former defense coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, going to take the Washington Commanders head coaching job. And in addition to that, we had the news that Cliff Kingsbury – who was supposed to be the Raiders office coordinator and that fell through somehow uh, is going to be the office coordinator in Washington. So do you have any thoughts on the Dan Quinn fit for Washington going forward? You know, I would be really worried about playing him twice a year if they had kept the guys there that like if they would have kept Chase Young, if they would have kept Montez Sweat, um, you know, if he had weapons like the Dallas Cowboys kind of have, I would be a little worried. Uh, but this past season, it seemed like Washington got rid of the two better defensive players they had. So for me, playing against Dan Quinn the first time, I think it's going to be kind of tough. I think he's going to give us a little bit of a, a battle, but I do think the second time it'll be fine. It'll just be who's a better team at that point. I think we'll all kind of have hit in our groove in the season the second time we play Washington, which usually falls pretty late. Other than that, though, I do think he's a good fit for them, depending on what they do with their draft picks this year. 
they got a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator. So who are they going to throw a bone to, you know, when it comes to like their first round pick and their second round pick and even their third round pick, because defensive guys, you can find some studs in the third, fourth, fifth round um, that just pan out. You know, if you have a good guy like Dan Quinn to kind of, you know, get them in his system, develop well. Yeah, Yeah. really. So uh, that's where I think this is going to matter for Dan Quinn is, are they going to really, uh, give a crutch to the offensive coordinator that just got there, or are they going to give Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, a, a equal cr- crutch on the defensive side? Um, yeah. Other than that, man, I mean, I think it's a good hire for Washington. I now hope that the Dallas Cowboys, and I've I've talked about, you know, talked to this, talked about this with Dad, and uh, I think I would love to see Mike Vrabel just put off being a head oh, coach yeah. for a year. Come yeah. play defense, come be our defensive coordinator and then get Mike McCarthy out of there, move him to the head coaching position. I would <laughs> yeah. love to see that. Yeah. Um, I, I hadn't thought about personally. That, that possibility because I, I thought that maybe Vrabel would have been hired for one of the head coaching jobs by now, but he still doesn't have a job. But, and, but if, it, but if he's not, and we can, if the Cowboys can sweet talk him and say, Hey, come DC for a year, you know, get your feet wet uh, in our organization. And then everything pans over smoothly. We get you as our head coach next year. Um, I or the year not, after not not a year. bad blueprint for the Mike McCarthy everybody wants to get rid of him plan. <laughs> so. I mean, that, but but in if if even if Mike McCarthy go like let's say the best case scenario right Cowboys win the Super Bowl next year Mike Vrabel's our our defense coordinator I still don't think you keep Mike McCarthy I still think that Mike Vrabel is right. a better head coach I think you right. just kind of get him in there get his foot in the door and kick McCarthy out the way but yeah. all right that was my Cowboys I, minute and a half two minutes three minutes however long that was. <laughs> It, and we got to have it for you. Got to Got to keep you happy. Hey, uh, the, but I do fine. actually, there's one more thing kind of related to the Washington job that I do want to mention is that offensive coordinator for the Detroit lions, Ben Johnson was actually, it came out that he was actually intended to be the guy they wanted to, to hire as the head coach. And as the Washington staff members were on a flight to go meet with Ben Johnson to try and get this thing signed and have him ready to be announced as the next head coach, he has supposedly sent them a text and said, hey, I, I don't want to be the coach there while they were on the flight. And supposedly that rubbed a lot of NFL uh, head guys, a lot of GMs, a lot of owners the wrong way because that's just inconsiderate. That's just unprofessional. <laughs> unprofessional. Yeah. yeah. And so Ben Johnson did decide to stay in Detroit, which I think surprised a lot of people. I think he was one of the guys that thought, the next offensive mastermind that was expected to take one of these jobs. And that's a huge win for Detroit. That's a that huge win for Dan Campbell. That's a huge win Campbell. for him. I think yeah. Dan Campbell's going, thank God, because their offense had a lot of firepower this year. And to bring someone completely new in to now, I think it'd be interesting because there's a lot of things you can do with that offense. But I think the recipe they had this year was good enough to get there. I just think there was a couple of head coaching mistakes that if they fix that next year, they're good enough to get to the Super Bowl. I think it should be the Chiefs playing the Lions right now. Um it- I will say Ben Johnson staying there changes how I view the next season that right next season being a, a real deal shot at them getting the Super Bowl. I mean, it's, it's like we talked about last week with uh, Dan Campbell saying like, I don't know if you'll get this shot again. I think he's, he probably said that thinking like, okay, we're about to lose this guy. We're about, and that guy was probably one of the few people at the top of the list that he did not want to lose this year. Um, so for him to get Ben Johnson back, that's that's huge for this offense. It's huge for Jared Goff. I'm sure that keeps a lot more confidence under his belt um, yeah. as the quarterback there. So I, I think there's nothing but good things going forward for the Lions in the next couple of years. 
Totally agree. And uh, that's really all the NFL news and NBA news, really. Oh, uh, last thing. One more thing. Uh, it was announced that the World Cup final is in New York. Pretty cool. Uh, we're, we are going to cover the World Cup pretty heavily, I think, between you and me. We're big um, World Cup guys. Yeah, I actually have been communicating. I think I'm going to go to Jersey for the World Cup. You're going to um, go to the final? I got a buddy, not to the final. I got a buddy that lives in Jersey. We've been talking about We've been talking about making a trip. Uh, either down here or to there. And yeah, I think I'm going to do it. We literally talked about it today on Instagram. So at least we could drive there and like check out like the, you know, the culture that's, that's yeah. there. Uh, it's going to yeah. be awesome. So I do fully plan on actually going to either Atlanta or Miami, whichever one uh, is. the Yeah. And I don't to. even think it matters. I don't even think it matters to get tickets to a game. I feel like the city itself. Oh, um, being there on match day would be really cool. Right, like match day alone, like just being there for the whole day and then like finding a little pub to go watch it in would yeah. be awesome. But I, I know that it would be tough, but our beloved Mexico national team qualifies first off and happens to play in either Atlanta or Miami. Does that override you going to New York? Does it override, dude? I'll take two trips. Like, what, okay, the world, hey, the world up, cup, <laughs> dude. The world, the world cup's coming to the United States. I'm this is you gotta think about it this way this will be the one time. For probably the next thirty years, depending, you know, all the all the different countries that bid to, to get the World Cup, it it probably won't come back to the United States for another 25, 30 years. And, probably not. Yeah, that's yeah. usually how long. It's and between. the fact that I'll get to, it's like, okay, can I go see two matches and go five to ten hours away, or do I wait ten years and go watch another one that's uh, a twenty-hour flight away? You know, right. it's. Either way, anyways, uh, World Cup's going to be in the United States. I'm definitely going to have my cake and eat it too and do the whole whole nine yards while it's here. Yeah, and uh, that's really all we have for the news uh, after that last little interjection. We are going to go ahead and get into our Super Bowl preview with the guys from the Tricky Takes podcast. All right, so now we are joined by the guys from the Tricky Takes podcast. We have Austin Freed, Connor Van, and Bill Wetland. Whoa! Did I get your last name. Oh my god! No, I just realized it was it's close enough. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> disrespect. Oh my boy, Billy. This all is right. this is officially the first time Tricky Takes and Two Ps have all been here at one time. So uh, let's give it up for us. Good job, guys. We're gonna get yeah. all our work schedules in line. I We're love nation, it. Mission, baby. Let's go. This is exciting. So Peyton, let's go ahead and get kicked off with our Super Bowl. This is gonna be crazy. Yeah, we are gonna have some fun uh, in the second half of this but the first thing we want to talk about is a little bit more like on the analysis side of the super bowl and we want to talk about the storylines and the main matchups that are taking place in the big game and i'm going to throw it to let's go with connor first connor what what do you think is the storyline or the matchup that you're most intrigued by going into sunday storyline is the tom brady and brock purdy comparisons i mean i know we've all been hearing it all week but day three quarterbacks taken late you know, in your first season, you, you get a chance because of injury. And then in your second season, you make it to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, is this, you know, potentially the next guy? And he's got the team around him. You know, we've talked about it a lot on the Tricky Takes pod. Uh, he's got all the weapons in place on offense and defense. He's got the chance to start a really great run of, you know, Super Bowls here and really great run of just playoff success for himself if he can, you know, go in and perform in the big games, which we've seen him do time and time again. I mean, he led the 49ers to a, a lot of big wins in the playoffs last year. 
he, he beat, you know, the Lions in a real close game, the the Packers in a close game this year. So, I mean, he's he's shown that he can be that guy up there. And, you know, I'm, I'm real excited to see, like, is this kind of going to be one of those next just great quarterbacks that nobody really saw coming, uh, even if he is, like everybody said with Tom Brady, a game manager style quarterback. I mean, he's not the flashiest guy out there. Uh, you know, obviously he did have a, a crazy play with IU bouncing the ball off a, a face mask. But, right. you know, this is a guy that we've seen. He goes out there and he gives you a consistent performance. And that's exactly what Tom Brady did. You know, he didn't get phased at all. He he was there. So are, are we going to see that next guy? And is this going to be kind of that first major step to getting there? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a pretty big pivotal game as far as Brock Purdy's career and how we think about him. Uh, I'm going to go throw ahead to Bill next. Uh, are you still going to stick with the quarterback storylines? Are you going to go somewhere else with this? So I'm actually going to go with, will Taylor Swift actually be at the Super Bowl? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm sticking with the quarterback. Legitimate, legitimate question, honestly. It's legitimate. It's going to be a logistical challenge. She'll um, be there. She'll yeah, she'll it. be there. Uh, but on a more serious note, I'm, I'm in the same kind of boat as Connor. Not as much comparing him as Brock Purdy to Tom Brady, but Purdy has had haters on his back since he first took a snap in the NFL. Everybody is just on him about – He's just a game manager. What is a game manager compared to a quarterback that just goes out and wins? Who cares what he is as long as he wins? Uh, yeah, granted, he has a stacked lineup around him, but that's not his fault. He's in a good situation. And uh, for him to be in a position to win a Super Bowl, will that finally shut up the haters? And will that you know, be enough for people to get over the hump of calling people game managers and, and having that kind of negative connotation around guys that don't win in a flashy way. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point to build off of Connors. Uh, and Free, are you still going to stick with this Purdy storyline? Are you going to pivot off and get off of the same train that Connor and Bill are on? First, I have to say just an otherworldly analysis by Billy there. I mean, just absolutely, you know, out of this planet. Yep. Out of this planet, really. Just no, I, I wish I, everyone could see Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I went a slightly different route, and by slightly different route, I mean I'm not talking about a single player. I'm talking about a coach. We've got Andy Reid on one end coaching, who is well-established as one of the greatest coaches of the modern era. But on the other end is Kyle Shanahan, who is widely regarded as one of the best football minds in football currently, but has been to two Super Bowls, once as a head coach and once as an offensive coordinator, and he's lost both of those Super Bowls. He's got a lot of catching up to do to reach his dad, Mike, who won three Super Bowls himself, two as a head coach. And you hear all the time talking about the Shanahan tree, and that's obviously referring to Mike and not Kyle, but um, I mean, Kyle is regarded as like one of the top five. Like if you ask anybody saying they're top five often, uh, top five head coaches in the league, Kyle Shanahan's going to be in that five almost every time. And I think to really cement himself and really, because he's still a pretty young guy, but to really yeah. kind of thrust himself into that upper echelon of coaches right now, I think him winning a Super Bowl will be important and not having 
two losses as a head coach plus you know his and listen the falcons loss was not on him he put up a lot of points the defense crumbled he's not the defensive coordinator but still you know he's on the coaching staff and his offense didn't put up much in the second half so uh yeah it he he needs the super bowl ring i think kyle shanahan does yeah, it's really common for coaches like him to get the big game choke stigma whenever they don't perform, especially if it's a third time. That's kind of when it becomes an identity for guys like this. Uh, Parker, what route are you going to go as far as storylines or matchups? Um, I'm, I'm actually going to bounce back to the QB talk, but I'm not just talking about Brock Purdy. I'm also going to bring up uh, the late, great Patrick Mahomes, um, the guy that's kind Rest of walking. Peace. No, like the late, like the the, wow. the late, the late great is in like since Tom Brady's left the league, okay. now everyone's looking for a new goat. Like he is the latest and greatest. No, Patrick Mahomes will be there. His dad may not. Uh, that's a different storyline we can talk about if you guys really want to go there. But no, I want to talk about Patrick Mahomes and this chief side of the ball. Patrick's doing something that has never been done um, as far as early career. Uh, accolades go um taking his team to the afc championship um all six years that he's been the starting quarterback um making the super bowl this will be his fourth one this will be the third one he has he has won i mean patrick mahomes is the probably the best football player to play quarterback as far as a skill set goes as far as the most talented plus football knowledge plus making plays when it counts and a lot of the times we see those in the biggest games of the season. So in this Super Bowl against this San Francisco San Francisco 49ers just complete roster, I want to know um I think this is the real true test especially with the roster Patrick has around him. I think this is like okay, if Patrick Mahomes can go and win this Super Bowl with this team comparative or like comparing it to his last rosters before this one uh winning Super Bowls, I think this will be the most important to his legacy and Really, the first time we can say, okay, this is all Patrick Mahomes. It's not Tyreek Hill. It's not Travis Kelsey. It's not um, just Andy Reid. Like, Patrick Mahomes is the biggest part and um, possibly the greatest quarterback that we'll see in our lifetimes play um, going forward because they're just hard to come by. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go ahead and transition into my storyline for the Super Bowl, and it's actually related to Patrick Mahomes, and I'm going to talk about his favorite weapon over his career in Travis Kelsey. And I this is much more speculative and much more outside of the game than uh, than some of the ones that you guys have mentioned. And my, my storyline I want to follow is if it might be a realistic possibility that if the Chiefs do win the Super Bowl, if this is it for Travis. Because, and the reason, somebody had mentioned this and it really struck a chord in me because Travis and Jason have become cultural icons in in a much bigger way than they have just on the football field. And it's very apparent that they are very close as brothers. And with Jason Kelsey retiring, I think that most of us would say that he's a likely first round or first ballot Hall of Famer. And because of that relationship that they have and because of, Travis already having pretty much every accolade that you can think of as a tight end. And even as an NFL player, I mean, he's going to go down in the books as probably the greatest tight end of his generation, but maybe even possibly in some eyes, the greatest tight end to ever live. So, you know, I know that a lot of people would say that it's Gronk, but there's a conversation to be had. And part of me wonders if he would actually retire because 
That way he and Jason could go into the Hall of Fame together, which I don't think has ever been done for two brothers to go in in the same class. Uh, let alone, I think there's probably even fewer brothers, if at any at all. Uh, so I, I actually think that that would be pretty important to him for, to be able to do that. And so I, I wouldn't rule it out if that he may retire if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. And I, I don't necessarily want you guys to have to comment on that, but if anybody does have any closing thoughts on anybody else's uh, matchups or any storylines that you're following, I mean, you guys can go ahead and present those now before we get into our trivia. Uh, I do have something I do want to bring up um, going back to Brock Purdy. Cause I know that Connor and Billy both uh, started us off on this segment and weighed in heavy on the Brock Purdy side of things. Um, I kind of want to get everybody's opinion. So Brock Purdy, let's say it, whether he wins or loses in the Super Bowl, um, they're going to have to pay him more money eventually. Like this, this, this is a big reason why their roster is as talented as they are because they have the room to spend money like Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball is taking 50 million a year from Kansas city's organization to be able to spread talent on the field where the other side of the ball, they have a quarterback that's making what, like 700 and something thousand a year. I think it is Brock Purdy's making minimal money and they're able to use that money on the rest or, or you know, for, to fill the rest of their positions on the field. So I kind of want to get just an opinion. If anybody wants to chime in of like, how do you think the San Fran team looks going forward once they pay Brock Purdy? I I'd be willing to bet Brandon Ayuk is not a 49er next season. Agreed. And I, I I don't know how much that I mean Brandon Ayuk in my eyes is easily, you know, a top half of the league receiver, like top 16 um just in terms of like what he brings as a skill set. Uh I, I that hurts definitely, but I think we've seen him, you know, him as in Brock Purdy uh, play with, you know, out Debo Samuel on the field and, and um, you know, do fine. And I, I think he will need playmakers as the Shanahan system does. It's a very field football terms. It's a West coast style offense, very reliant on run after the catch ability and things like that. And so I don't think he'll need all pro caliber talent around him, but if you put Brock Purdy on this current Chiefs roster, they're not sniffing the conference championship round. You've got 10, 15 players on this team right now. I mean, Trent Williams, Debo, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, George Kittle, Ward, Hargrave, Bosa, McCaffrey, Greenlaw. I mean, all these guys. I'm just looking at, you know, the very top of the roster. I haven't even scrolled down to see anything else, but – you know, all these guys are at, you know, an eight plus million dollar cap hit per year. But it's not feasible that all of them are going to be able to stay there. And I didn't even get to IU on that list. So, I mean, that just looking at the way it's set up, this is definitely a you've got to win this year because you're not going to have all these pieces again. So it is definitely going to impact the way the team operates. I do think they'll be able to you know, restructure and work some magic around to keep as many of those guys as possible, but you're, you're losing weapons regardless. And it's, it's not going to be the same team again because you're absolutely, especially if you win, you're absolutely going to have to pay Brock Purdy. I mean, I've heard Cam Newton say it on his podcast and I don't agree with anything that that man usually says. He's very hard to agree with, but he made the statement that Brock Purdy is 
like the 10th best player on his team, which is crazy to think that you're the starting quarterback going into the Super Bowl and you're the 10th best player on your team. Uh, doesn't happen very often, uh, if not ever. Um, I can't think of the last Super Bowl where I looked at the quarterback and go, uh, maybe Nick Foles. I would probably say Nick Foles was less than the 10th best player on his team. And other than that, it's, it's, you just don't come by it going into a Super Bowl um, in the NFL. So uh, other than that, man, I'm I'm done. Uh, it, that's really all I wanted to bring up. Might but. be a little hot takey here, but I don't know if, if Jalen Hurts is a top 10 player on that Eagles team last year. Might be a little hot takey. <laughs> system quarterback Jalen Hurts? <laughs> no, not system quarterback. Stop. I mean, very dynamic Stop. player. But like that Eagles team was stacked. It, it, uh, there's a case uh, to be made. I, I would say maybe not top 10, maybe maybe not that, but I think there's a possibility. I think it's reasonable to say maybe he maybe not maybe top, not top five. Include, I mean, yeah, Jason I, Kelsey, I there's at least two. And, um, Lane the, Johnson. The t- Lane Johnson, thank you. Uh, there's two just on the offensive line that are better right. than Jalen Hurts. Right. And I then would you argue, throw A.J. Brown. Argue, yeah, A.J. Brown, I'd argue. I'm trying to remember the rest of the defense. Last are we year. saying I mean, Hassan Reddick, Reddick, Hassan like, Reddick yeah. had a great year, but I don't think he's better than Jalen Hurts as a player. Yeah, there's, I, I, there's a case to be made. I would say he's outside the top five of that team. Maybe not. But I don't I don't think Brock Purdy's out, outside the top ten of the Niners. I'd say he's somewhere in that like seven range probably for me. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you guys giving your thoughts on what you were going to follow closely on Sunday, but uh, we're going to go ahead and shift into our Super Bowl trivia matchup. And right as we do that, we're going to face each other as teams. Me and Parker are going to be team two peas and Bill and Connor are going to be team tricky or however you want to say it. It's team Cleveland Browns. <laughs> oh yeah i forgot you guys are both browns fans uh, and he's baby. ripping the merch <laughs> and uh freed i'm gonna kick it to you and you are gonna lead us into this trivia matchup yes uh i will be playing host here austin trebek maybe um this is super bowl trivia so all questions are relating to the super bowl how this is going to work is i'm going to start with one team i'm going to ask them a question i'm going to give them an opportunity to answer that question they can think it out talk it between each other but remember the other team is listening you must give an answer technically you could punt and say like a non-answer or whatever um you could say you know orange when i ask you know who (laughs) won the super bowl last year but you have to give an answer and if your answer is wrong, the other team will get a chance to steal that question. Uh, you don't get any points for for an incorrect answer, though, so feel free to t- take a stab or anything like that. And some of these will be uh, like two-part questions, by the way. Since we're joining uh, the two Ps on a show pod, we are going to uh, go to them first, Team Parker and Team Peyton. Home uh, team, baby. That was generous of you. I thought you guys would get honors because of the guests, but hey, I'll take it. Well, look, I tried to get him to send us the answers, and he wouldn't even do that. (laughs) Oh, hey, I was just going to say that. Nobody look any. Don't be looking anything up. Yeah, this is all for fun. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. No no points on nothing actually on the line. Take this seriously. Same like our bad league. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't need cheaters. Okay, and some of these questions are going to be pretty difficult. I I made these in no particular order. Uh, the last there is going to be eight questions and then a ninth one as a tiebreaker. Uh, question one: The previous time the Chiefs and the 49ers matched up against each other in the Super Bowl was four years ago. What 
was the final score of that game. Man. Uh, oh, okay. man. Oh, let's think about I this, didn't, I Not too many easy questions. Let's think about this, because they were down They were down 10, right? Weren't they down like 10, yeah. 8 minutes? Okay. I think it was decently high scoring. I I, I don't think it was super high scoring, know, but I think man. it's decently high scoring. Like, what do you think? like 29 26 29 yeah, 26 that's kind of what i'm thinking honestly yeah i don't think it was a field goal game i think it was a four point game so 20 it wasn't 29 25 that would it could have been, been weird it could have so been what about 29 27 what, what do you feel more comfortable with between those two 29 27 or 28 and 24 i like 28 24 okay let's, let's go, go with, with that 28 24 that is incorrect figured <laughs> okay all right connor i think the Chiefs hit 30. I do too. I was thinking like 31. I think it's 31 think, to 20. I was looking at or 31 to something. I was looking at I think it's like 31 27 because it was a I'm pretty sure it was a four point game. All right, let's let's roll 31 27. The correct answer was said, but it was not your final guess. Final score was 31 to 20. The Chiefs oh, did oh, run away with oh, it damn. at the very end. <laughs> wow. Damn. Parker, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's you okay. were right. It was a little higher scoring. If if you remember, uh, with about a minute left in the game, Damian Williams broke off a 38 yard touchdown run. Oh, that's right. It yeah. was a it, that he had that one. It was a four point game until so it was 24 20, and then he ran down the top. Okay, that makes yes. sense. So uh, no points awarded for that question. Billy and Connor, we go to you for question two. Christian McCaffrey is currently plus five fifty to score three or more touchdowns in this Super Bowl. Only four running backs have ever done this, two of them playing for the 49ers. I'm going to give you four guesses to name two of the players to do this feat. Running backs with three or more touchdowns in a single Super Bowl. Jeez. Would you like me to repeat the question? That was that was one of the names that came to mind. It was beast mode for me. Yeah, God, I'm uh, trying to think of Niners. Jerome Bettis. Ooh, yeah, the bus. Well. I feel like Raheem Mostert could be uh, one. I don't know, man. I don't know three. It feels like something he would have done though. Because like I can picture the rec- like like Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. Like I can picture those guys so clearly. I mean, if you'd like, you can take a punt. You just have to get two of them right. You don't have to get all four. You can take a punt yeah. on another non-49ers guy if you don't have a name. I uh, Could Walter Payton potentially Maybe have done it? Could have heard another name that came to mind for me. It was Marshall Falk. So Beast Mode, The Bus, Raheem Mostert, and Marshall Falk. <laughs> Which one of these does not belong? Raheem Mostert. <laughs> what, 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 a, what a group. I, know. I must say that's, that is incorrect. Okay, Parker, I got I have four answers. I have like seven that I'm all we can talk about. Okay. I've just started. I, th- like I know for a fact. Okay. I know for a fact one of the 49ers has to be Roger Craig. There's no way that it's not Roger Craig. Okay. He was well, on the I'm Montana kidding. teams and I don't, I don't know that he got to the young era, but I'm pretty sure he got one of them. All right. I'm going to put a star next to him. He's on my list. Roger. Okay, Craig. Go, you go through your list and let me see. All right. I, I really have four names that I think like, all right. Not I saying got, are the four, but I think it's a good chance. I have Emmett on the Smith or Emmett Smith on the list. I did not have Emmett, so that but that's a good name. Um, another guy, so I'm thinking, yeah, and another guy that played in so many is Thurman Thomas when he played for the Bills. 
God, that's a good. Dang it! I, I feel See, like Thurman Thomas we're stuck. Exactly. I, well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking he was the starting running back all four years they went to the Super Bowl. Like he was yeah. there all four. I think another slept on name. Like, did Marcus Allen ever play in a Super Bowl? He did. Uh, he but he I was don't really good. Know if he did. All right. So hear me out. Do you have Terrell Davis on your list? I don't for the for the Broncos. He, I, I don't. I, I'm almost positive he did it because. Hey, crazy one. Edgren James. Did Edgren James play in one with Peyton Manning? He he did, but he didn't get a ton of rushing touchdowns in that I game. I couldn't remember if he did they or not, but I brought it be, up. They could be any touchdowns. Just that'd be by running back, passing. See, okay, that, that makes receiving me touchdowns think, also that, count. That makes me think that Falk did it if okay. it's receiving as well. But just so the names that I feel most confident about are Terrell Davis, Roger Craig, and Marshall Falk. I also wrote down John Riggins because I know he won a Super Bowl MVP. Do you agree? that two names should be Roger Craig and Terrell Davis. Yes, I agree. Okay. Now I have this crazy one too, because I remember he had one really good Super Bowl, but I don't know if he had three touchdowns. <laughs> that's LeGarrette Blunt, dude. LeGarrette Blunt played oh, for New England and had a really no good, way. he had a really good Super Bowl. <laughs> I think it was against, well, no, that was Sony well, Michelle. Seattle game? Yeah, uh, possibly. That would have been the the era. If you want to throw, who are the other two that you feel most confident after that? We can take Marshall Falk. I'm okay with that. And then it's a toss-up for me between Thurman Thomas or Emmett Smith. I think Emmett would be more likely. So funny enough, this uh, also goes back to my Shanahan point. All four of these have the Shanahan connection. Two of them being 49ers, which is you know Shanahan's current team. I think I'm not certain. I think. Mike might have been a coordinator on one of those teams. Uh, one the other, another player was on a Mike Shanahan coached Broncos team, who you did get right, and Terrell Davis. Sweet. Another one was on a Kyle Shanahan and coordinated or uh, against Kyle Shanahan's Falcons, and it was James oh, White. No. Oh, James White great. with New England. Oh, I forgot so he I, had that so I said. Game. So I said blunt. I didn't say yeah. why. So I had see because I, I was like that's Sony Michelle year, and I could. Uh, God dang it! Good. All right, that's crazy. And then the two Broncos players. The first one was Ricky Walters, and Roger Craig was the other. So you did get two of the four, and you Ooh, did get the question God. right. So we got a point. So <laughs> okay. we got a point. Let's go. So th that question, that uh, statement, kind of parlays into my next question here. Question three, back to Peyton and Parker. In the previous matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers, there were five different players to score a touchdown. Okay. This is going to be a two-parter. First part, how many of those players that scored a touchdown in their last Super Bowl matchup are currently rostered by the team still? And the second are uh, just see if you can name those players. All right, here we no go. Lie. All right, so wait. Correct. Okay, Peyton, hear me out. Ready? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, still playing. Travis Kelsey, still on, playing. On, George on, Kittle, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Clyde was not on the team yet, Parker. <laughs> Damian Williams. That was 2019. Shoot. Damian You're right. Does he still wait? Who does he play for? He's. I don't think he's on a roster. Right You're right. Now. Not he had a good. Okay. All right. So George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, both had a touchdown that game. I I know George Kittle had one from Garoppolo. Kelsey. I'm like 90 percent sure. I don't did know. Kelsey, Kelsey have one. Did. Kelsey has a Super Bowl. Kelsey had to have a tight It's got to be either two or three, I think. I'm going to be confident and say that both tight ends scored a touchdown that game. Oh, no. I think I might know who it is. Okay. No, it's not a receiver. I think it's three. 
I'm gonna go with three. Wait, is Elijah? Did Elijah Mitchell play on the team? No, 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 no. He, he wasn't on the in? team yet. He wasn't on the team yet. So I'm I'm agreeing with you, Parker. I'm gonna say three. Three is correct. Yes. Okay. All right. I th- I think you're right with. The, I don't remember if Kelsey scored one. I think it's another tight end, but I could be wrong. I'm okay with going Kelsey because I think I would. I'm gonna feel stupid if it's not. But I think Kyle Uzcheck scored a touchdown. Oh my gosh, dude! I forgot about Uzcheck. So I w- I'm okay with saying Kittle, Uzcheck, and Kelsey. Kelsey. Now hold on, because you oh, said three. Well, was- <laughs> I locked well, it in. No, no, it is locked in. But because Austin said three was correct, now Connor and Austin or Billy don't have the chance to guess how many it they was. Can, right, but they can still guess. The they three can players. still get the players. They can steal it. And, and because I've I've got to say they do get the chance because that is incorrect. I won't tell you how many of the three they got. All right, that's fine. Okay. All right, <laughs> I'm good with Kittle and Juice. Now I wish okay. I wouldn't have given them the Juice answer. <laughs> that I, one, I, yeah, I, that was that I'm was the one. Down. Yeah. Is it Debo? What do you think, Cody? Well, no, we've already got th- uh, two Niners. So could it be okay. Kittle, Kelsey, and Debo? Did a lineman score? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Didn't Nick Bolton score, or did that get called back? Nick Bolton, Kittle, and Juszczyk? Is that what we're going with? Or Debo? I say send it. All right. Kittle, Juszczyk, and Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton did last year. Different, that was last, last year. year. I was yeah, say, I was say, that was last good. year. No. Nick Bolton had one and then had another one that was called back. So he almost had yeah. two yeah. last year. I was like, I was like, oh yes. Nick I don't think I don't hard. think I think Nick Bolton was 2020 draft class too. 20, yeah, he was yeah, 2020. He was 2021. I'm thinking I picked Nick Bolton as my Super Bowl MVP pick last year. And he almost scored two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sick. <laughs> okay. Correct. Oh, that's incorrect. Uh Correct answers were Kyle Juszczyk. I knew it. <laughs> you also got Travis Kelsey. The third one you missed, Patrick Mahomes rushing touchdown, boys. Oh, oh man. man. Boo. Uh, we're moving on now to question number four. This one is for this one's for Billy and Connor. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't line this up very well for you guys oh, no. uh <laughs> super bowl 58 will be played on sunday february 10th how many other times has the super bowl been played on the 10th of february i thought it was on the 11th <laughs> it's, just... it's on the 11th it's on the 11th, the, the 11th. sorry okay. yeah the, the 11th of february it's like what what that was, what I mean? that, was a, that was a typo on my butt on my part it's gonna be none because the season just got extended so the everything's a week later because it always used to be my birthday week this is only like Ooh, the, smart, smart. This is like the second or third year that it's been extended, so it's going to be none. I'm imagining. Never been done. That's our answer. That is correct. I, this I is the first time. Correct. No, hold That's on, lunch, hold, baby. So what happens there? Like they get the point, and yes, they get the because point. they yeah, get, yeah, the they get point. point. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Moving back to uh, the two P's here for question number five. Ten players have returned to kick off for a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Can you name the team that did it and then also the player that did it? So Jacoby had one. So Jacoby Jones, Jacoby Jones would be more recent than Devin Hester. Yes, than Devin Hester. Was Percy Harvin a punt or a kick return for the Seahawks? Punt returns do not count, only kick returns. I know. I, I'm I'm asking Parker. I, I feel <laughs> like I, don't I, I feel I think I feel like that's a punt return. Who now? Who was New England's return, or not New England, but uh, who was Philadelphia's returner against the Patriots back when Foles played? Was Philadelphia. 
Was it? I, I I'm sticking with Jacoby Jones, and if it's wrong, okay. it's wrong. I All right, that's the last one I can remember. But yeah, yeah, that's okay. that's my most recent. That's the one I can remember too. All right, lock it in. Jacoby Jones is incorrect. Feeling a chance. Percy Fuck Harvin, Seahawks, lock it in. It was a kickoff. Correct. No, are you serious? Billy. Oh my god. No. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. You're taking the lead that on that one. Pretty, pretty sure bad. it was the opening second half kickoff. That sucks so bad. At a boy, Billy. All right, <laughs> PG. <laughs> no, yeah, not yet. Still got, still got a couple more. All right. Uh, question six. This one goes back to Connor and Billy. Patrick Mahomes is tied for seventh all time in passing touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I'm going to give you eight guesses to name the six players with more. Is he tied for seventh? He is tied. None of the players tied with him count. He had more. Only players with more. Okay, so he's tied for seventh. It's only the six quarterbacks that are above him. Not that that would change my answer. There's one just... obvious one. His yeah. name rhymes with Scrom Scrady. Yeah. I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Got Terry Bradshaw on my list. I also have Jim Kelly potentially on my list. He made it to four straight. Yeah, he was the build. I was trying to think of who that was. Troy I mean, Aikman did, is a possibility. Yeah. Did Dan Marino make it to? He only made it to one. He okay, never won one. That's what I was thinking. If he had been to multiple. All right. So let's do Joe Montana, Tom Brady. Let's say Terry Bradshaw. Jim. Ke- I mean, Jim Kelly went to four. Troy Aikman. Nobody really recently, right? I mean, yeah. Russ went to a few. Aaron went to a few. Aaron's only been to one. I thought he'd been to two. They went 2010 and won it, and I don't think he's been back. Was um, Peyton? Oh, Eli? Eli only played in two. This is Mahomes' fourth. Mahomes played in three. Roger Staubach? Did he go to a couple? I, I the don't Cowboys? know the career of Roger Staubach, I'll be honest with you. I'm okay to throw Russell Wilson in there, honestly, Connor. Let's go with... I really think that Roger Staubach was in a couple. All right, we'll throw, we'll throw Roger Staubach on the list. Any Browns quarterbacks come to mind? Otto Graham <laughs> from way back in the before the NFL was the NFL. What do you have, Norm Van Brocklin? Oh, who was uh, that Packers quarterback that led them to like three or four in a row? Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> I know who it is. I just heard him. That was down. the Lombardi dude, right? Thanks, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Lombardi guy. He was pretty popular up in Green Bay, wasn't he? All right, Carter. Who was the guy you came up with the name? I didn't come up with the name. I came up with the team. <laughs> yeah, he came up with the silhouette of the guy. It's like a player we haven't unlocked yet. Yeah. Johnny Unitas keeps coming to mind, though, for the Colts. All right, Carney, you're all roll Big Ben out there. Let's do it. Right, okay, so your your final answers were Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, Big Ben, Russell Wilson, and Troy Aikman on there. And Jim, oh, yeah, Kelly. Jim Kelly, Kelly, and Kelly uh, that is incorrect. Let me let, let me hear your names first. Tell us okay. the name of the damn Packers quarterback. Uh, yeah, so so Bart Bart Starr's on the list. Bart, I don't Bart think Starr. he's on. I don't think he's there. Crazy question because I don't think he was a quarterback. But what position did Y.A. Tittle play? That dude was like, <laughs> he's a quarterback. But no, was that we're that not was doing before y- that too, wasn't it? Yes, we're not doing uh, Y.A. Tittle. Uh, that, Bart, name just Y.A. Tittle. Fast as like forward a, a little bit. Left tackle. 
Well, I don't, I'm thinking he Martin's might have been pulling like, like Sammy Ball. <laughs> yeah. No, no. All right. So, so all right. Tom Brady okay. on the list. Yeah, Brady. Brady, yes. Steve Young and Montana, I think, are both on my Young, list. Young, Young did not play in enough Super Bowls, and he ran a lot. Montana's so be, definitely on the list. So Montana's on the list. Aikman on yep. the list. I I would say yes. I think Aikman's on the list. Staubach's got to be on the list. He he has two. He that's has two. The one I'm, that's the one I'm not sure about though, because how many did he go to? He has. He's won two. Right, but did he go to more than two? He. I mean, in a non-passing two, era, too. Like, think about it. Yeah, but that was also back. I mean, I guess that's Tony. That's Tony Dorsett before put, Tony put, Dorsett. Put Staubach on the back burner. And then I have John Elway. How many I Elway playing? El- Elway. Um, and then a couple names I kind of threw out there. Big Ben was one of them, but I don't know how many he's played I have, in. I have Big. He played in three. A lot of people forget that he was in that Packers Super Bowl. Is Terry Bradshaw on this list? I I think so. Is Jim Kelly on the list? I think so. All right, so right now, for sure, is we have Tom Brady, Montana, Aikman, Big Ben. Bradshaw. Bradshaw and Kelly. That's six. We have two more to play with. Starbox on our back burner. Uh, Big Ben, Elway. Oh, Bradshaw, Kelly, yeah. Staubach. So, so we have one more. Well, I don't eight. agree with Staubach. Okay, well, that's that's fine. That's fine. The, we one, have the one that I would replace Staubach with is Brett Favre. Because I think Brett See, Favre I have Favre. In, I have Favre down there, too, but he only played I'm in pretty, two. Peyton Manning's been to three Super Bowls. Yeah, one uh, of them, but listen, one of them he's three. Well, he, one of them Denver he was, was Colts. One, one of them he didn't really them, do anything. One of them he, they took they scored six points, and the other one yeah. he was dead. I'm okay with either Staubach or Favre. I'll let you take okay. a pick. All right, well then, like, I I I don't think Staubach would be as great as he is if he didn't. Okay, I'll, I'll go with Staubach. And I think we'll, Favre we'll would be talk on. A, I think I think Favre would be talked on a, in a higher light. We'll go right, Staubach. Those your those are your final answers then. You the ones That's you already said plus yeah. Staubach. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, Big Ben, Jim Kelly, and John Elway. John so y'all actually picked like almost the exact same players. I think you only had one or two different. Well, I didn't think that through, did I? <laughs> um, no, no you didn't. we picked we picked we picked Elway different. Uh, where they picked El- Russell Wilson. Y'all both actually only got four out of the six, right? Y'all both got Montana. Brady, Bradshaw, and Staubach. The two you missed. The first one, you both rode off pretty quickly because he only went to one Super Bowl, but he had a six-touchdown performance in the Super Bowl, which passes Mahomes five, and that would be one Steve Young, Mm. who put an absolute, an all-time quarterback performance throwing for six passing touchdowns. Uh, And the last one, Billy mentioned... Uh, I don't remember if Peyton and Parker, you also mentioned, I think you might've mentioned him in passing, um, but Billy said he only went to one Super Bowl, which is wrong. He went to three. Uh, people don't think back to his time on the Rams. They only remember him for his time Kurt on the Warner. Cardinals. Oh no. Kurt Warner. Oh, oh dude. I, didn't, I forgot about one. his Cardinals one. Kurt Warner is on my freaking list. You didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't bring him up because Billy was like, he only went to. One, and I was like, I'm pretty sure he went to one on the Rams, and he went to two on the Rams. Two on the Rams, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I was only yeah. thinking of his one wow. on the Rams, and I forgot about the Cardinals, the Cardinals one. one. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about the Cardinals. I one, thought though. you were too, because I when I yeah. think of him, I think of the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Still tied. Uh, two, two more, more questions. questions. Uh, this one is in the same vein, but uh, instead of passing touchdowns, interceptions. It also has to do with Mahomes and, <laughs> and that. Uh, so John Elway has thrown the most interceptions in Super Bowl history. How many would Patrick Mahomes have to throw this Super Bowl 
in order to pass him and claim sole rights to the most interceptions in Super Bowl history. Um, okay, so Parker, I'm pretty sure that Elway, I think he had like a three or four interception game, like in his first Super Bowl. Oh crap! I think they played the the Washington one of the Washington years, and they lost really early in his career. And I think they got like whooped. Okay, so how many do you think? The question is, how many do you think Mahomes has now? He's played in three. Uh, how many does he have against Tampa Bay? I think he has two against Tampa Bay alone. I think he has three, and I don't know if you have one against San Fran in 2019. I don't know. I am going to say that he, I I think Elway Sneaky has, like, a lot. I think he like, has, like, like, nine? I think, like, eight. So, let's say Patty Mahomes. Seven would or have eight. To, one or the other. Patrick Mahomes would have to throw, let's, you want to go four or five? I'll go five. Five. Okay. Patrick Mahomes would have to throw five interceptions. This is to take lead, not to tie, to take lead. It's oh, oh, six, lead, six, six, six. Hold on, six. I, I don't want to change y'all's answer. But okay. we want to say five is what ties it up, right, Peyton? So you're thinking he's thrown three and needs to get to nine? Yes, yeah. correct. Six? Wrong. Billy, I, I think, think it's got to be a Peterman five. I think, because I think, I know Peterman for a fact, <laughs> I know for a fact he threw two against San yep. Fran last time they played. And they unlocked a memory for me, he... I'm going. I'm trusting them that they, he threw two against Tampa. I don't I'm think not he sure he threw one last year. So I think five is the answer. I, I think we need a Peterman five here. Well, five would be correct. Oh Damn, my god! Let's go. The <laughs> Peterman. So we changed our answer. I, I told you I didn't oh. want to change your answer. Yeah. How many does he have? Uh, he has thrown four. Uh, like four. Billy said, he threw two against the 49ers. And Elway has eight. Elway does eight. have eight. You were right. Oh, dude, right on the eight. <laughs> you God, sniped it. it. On the nose. You sniped it. And, Let's go, so, Bill. It's three to two. To tie, three to two. Y'all can tie it up here. Okay. Uh, but uh, Billy and Connor do get to go first. So if they get this okay. right, they win. This is a fun one. In the last 30 years, the Super Bowl location has been geographically in between the two teams that are playing it seven different times. That's like this year – the Chiefs are traveling mm-hmm. west and the 49ers are traveling east to get to Las Vegas, the location of the Super Bowl. That's happened seven times in the last 30 years. Of those seven times, how many of them have the team traveling west won? I'm trying to think. The Patriots have won a lot recently. I mean, the Chiefs have won a couple. Yeah, so the Patriots beat Seattle in Arizona. I'm going to... Just take a say, and the Patriots did it at least twice. Yeah, I was gonna assume that as well. I think I'm just gonna say maybe four. Yeah, let's just play it safe and somewhere in the middle. Let's just say four. That is incorrect. It's it's happened all seven times, Peyton. All seven times, the West is seven and zero traveling. The the team that travels west is seven and zero. The team I mean, that travels I'll, west is seven and zero. Sure, let's do it. That is correct. The team like, like, I, saw, a, I saw like, it on I, I saw the I saw the stat uh like five days ago or six days ago, and it was just like Patrick Mahomes is getting another Super Bowl because of this stat. All right. Well, that was a good job, everybody. GG. So we all get to go home winners. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Participation all trophy league. <laughs> well, I guess now that we're done with the trivia, I do want to actually move into talking about the Super Bowl props as it is probably the most favorite part uh, of every 
Super Bowl viewer is not only the game props, but the novelty props. And we're going to talk about the novelty props before the game props, uh, which we'll go through these pretty quickly. Uh, I did send you guys some odds, actual odds on these. And uh, first, we're going to go with the super analytically heavy prop in the coin toss. And just go ahead and why not? Just pick heads or tails and tell us why and why not. Tails because it never fails. Tails is hot. Seven in the last ten, including last year. Give it to me again. Heads is I, due. I was about to say, me too. Heads is so due. I picked I, heads. I'm on, I'm on heads all the way. <laughs> all right, Tails so never fails. <laughs> all right. And then up next, a little bit more. There's some history of like some hints being thrown out for this and such, but uh, we're going to go with the Gatorade color. That's a really big one that people like to bet on. And do you guys have any choices, any kind of like backing for them at all? Orange um, is the only correct say, color for Gatorade, so I'm going orange. Yeah, I feel orange, like this is more a discussion about Chiefs, which flavors are good and which ones are bad. Can we just talk about how grapes the favorite? Before I, I, I have an argument because this this Super Bowl is in Las Vegas, and Vegas is known for being really, really hot. This might be a little bit biased, but in my opinion, I think that yellow is the best. At thirst I picked. Quenching. I picked yellow at plus four fifty. That's my take. Huge value on yellow in my. Opinion. See, it's an I think orange is, I, I believe the Chiefs have done orange the last two times. And I see think right. actually I have I have some info on that. Uh the last two Chiefs Super Bowls have been purple and orange. And if you mix those two together, you get kind of like a maroon. Closest thing to that, red. Both teams have red in their color scheme as well. Taylor Swift had a red album. <sighs> you're you're red right, but red in. is the worst flavor. <laughs> it is. Red sucks. And and who wants red? I mean, if if you're talking like let's say San Fran wins the Super Bowl, they're wearing white. I, I don't know if you want to stain your shirt and just all red. I mean, I, I don't know. Would you rather not take a Super Bowl than to have a red shirt? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't, no, you're right. I guess they're, they're not but, thinking but, about that but, at all. But you could. I mean, yeah, you could cover your shirt in yellow and at least get the stain out. They would think the guys aren't thinking what color do we want to spray ourselves at the end. They're thinking what color Gatorade do we want to be drinking. Yeah. And that's lemon lime. I think it's orange. It's orange. It's absolutely orange. Also, lemon. the only person getting Gatorade on them is the coach. The coach. 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 Right. Yeah. It, well, we're both picking citrus flavors anyway, so I guess we're we're kind of in the same we're ballpark. Team citrus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to move on to the music portion of the novelty props, and we're going to go ahead and go with the national anthem time. Uh, currently, it is set to a minute and a half as the baseline over under uh, a minute and a half. And then a half a second, so 90 and a half seconds technically. Uh, for Reba McIntyre, who is famed country star, uh, is singing the national anthem. And do you guys have any side you lean on that between the over and the under on that time? The over. I'm the over. I know so that over. most of her stuff, like online that she's done, is hitting the under. I think she's going to amp it up for the Super Bowl here. Well, this is one thing I want to bring up too is that like last year's over under was a minute and 58 seconds. Um, the year before that was a minute and 51. It's floated from like 149 to two minutes and two seconds, like the last seven years. And for them to come with a line that's a minute and 30 seconds and a half is kind of weird to me. It's because Reba, of her. Like she's Reba's done it also, online before. So Reba's a bit of a yodeler. I expect yeah. her to draw out some notes, especially the yeah. brave at the end. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. Not by much, but I'm taking it. I think we're all in the over. So, uh, and then the last one for the novelties before we get into the real props, uh, we got Usher doing the halftime show and there's some real odds on his first song that he's going to perform. And I don't know about you guys, but I found some real value here. 
Me too. List. Me too. I found some good value on this list. Go ahead, and uh, I'll, I'll let the Tricky Takes guys give their picks first for this. He's coming out, and he's singing, yeah. It's only plus 225, but, I mean, come on. He, he's coming out, he's singing that right as he gets out there. I've also got, yeah, I'm not a big Usher guy, but it's going to get the people I, going. We didn't talk about this before. I also picked, yeah. God, okay. <laughs> this is, I found value in a pick, and it's at a plus, it's plus 1,100. And I just see oh, Usher yeah. coming. I, I see Usher coming out, and the whole place going, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> and yeah. I just see him coming out to that song. And OMG by Usher plus eleven hundred. I think that's I think that's a good one, just because the intro of the song. I I'm right there with you. And I <laughs> the reason why I I have two picks. I I think OMG is my first pick, but I also put Burn as a sleeper too. And the reason why is because. Most Super Bowl acts don't perform songs that have a feature as the opening song because they, they usually mm. sprinkle the features in a little bit later. And I would imagine that they're probably going to hold off and bring on Little John and Ludacris in the middle of the, the performance. And then if you think about all the other songs that he could be performing, like My Boo has Alicia Keys, so she might show up. One thing that made me not pick Yaz, I feel like that's too, that's going to be like a big part of the halftime show i don't see him coming out to that song yeah his favorite i, I don't way, see is, that being the first one yeah the favorite is like minus 200 for my way which is like it, i guess it kind of makes sense because it's like one of the it doesn't have any features it's like what his first big song so maybe he'll do that who knows but anyways uh i thought it'd be fun to just talk about that usher really big r&b artist of the 2000s uh i don't know if i'm not as excited about this halftime show as i have been in the past but uh moving on to the actual game though I, I want to hear everybody's favorite anytime touchdown pick for this game. It was McCaffrey all day. Yeah, I have McCaffrey and Pacheco down um, kind of hand in hand. I think this game's going to be a little more run heavy than a lot of people expect. Y'all are crazy if you don't think Noah Gray's getting in the end zone. I, I'm hoping and praying that he does. Me too, because I have to start him for our two-piece uh, fantasy thing for the playoffs. So I really need Noah Gray to score. I've got McCaffrey. He's got the highest red zone rushing attempts this year and uh i think we'll get opportunities you're and dumb if you I, don't think they're gonna feed mccaffrey or or a value pick i like i mean i think rasheed rice has a good opportunity to get a touchdown in the super bowl yeah and I, yeah. I actually like isaiah pacheco a lot i think that with the san francisco runs defense not being as stout in the playoffs as it has pacheco probably is going to get a lot of work in the red zone and i guess we'll go ahead and move into the next prop where we are going to talk about our favorite yardage over unders. You guys can pick rushing, receiving, doesn't really matter. I'll go ahead and let Bill go first on this one. All right, piggybacking off of Isaiah Pacheco, I've got him over 67 and a half rushing yards. Uh, he's been getting fed in the playoffs, averaging 21 attempts per game, and we've been seeing San Fran's rush defense get gashed in the playoffs so far. Uh, so I think they'll they'll kind of lean on him quite a bit. I got Travis Kelsey over 70 and a half. I mean, the whole career for Pat Mahomes, he's been there. He's been a consistent target. I'd even see over the six and a half reception mark as pretty good locks. I've got uh, MVS over 19 and a half. I, I think you, that's just way too low, to be honest would you, with you. Would you consider taking an alt line for like over 50 and a half? Like, I would go, I would feel comfortable like 39 and a half, like him getting 40 yards. I, I don't mind that one at all because I think, you know, like he could just catch one bomb. Yeah, and it's, absolutely. I, w- I went with the I went with the same one Billy has. I took Pacheco over sixty seven and a half rush yards at minus one ten. The Travis Kelsey does sound a little tempting uh, now that Connor's brought it up. The only thing that makes me like steer away from that is the the great linebackers that 
you know, Greenlaw and Fred Warner makes me think like, okay, so one of those guys are going to pick up Kelsey pretty frequently, but um, I, I took Pacheco. Uh, that's going to be my final pick there for my favorite of the, the ones to choose from. Yeah, and then uh, I'll I'll go ahead with mine. I actually like Debo Samuel over 16 and a half rushing yards. They started to use him a little bit more in the run game in that Detroit Lions game. Uh, now that he's a little bit more healthy, I think that he's going to be at full health, and I, I really think that they might try to use him a little bit more prominently in that way to try and get some open looks in the other part of their offense. So I, I think he's going to at least get like four or five rushing attempts, and if there's there's no way that if he gets the ball four times in the running game that he doesn't get at least 17 yards. So outside of that, I mean, I did note that, you know, if you guys like any of the QB touchdown or interception props, you can go ahead and go with those. I personally like Patrick Mahomes under one and a half touchdowns at plus money. I just think that there's a possibility they might just run the heck out of the wall in the red zone and that they, there might even be some, uh, maybe a defensive touchdown of some sort uh, if Purdy throws an interception finally like he's been trying to do. But are there any of those that you guys like? I took Purdy to throw an interception at uh, minus 105. I took him over half interception. I just think that the way the Lions played them last week, he, he should have had a pick. And I think he should have had a couple more incompletions that could have turned into interceptions. Um, I just I, I think Brock Purdy is more liable to do it than Patrick Mahomes is in this setting. I've actually got Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns. We've seen in the playoffs recently, you know, when they get down to the goal line, they they can get a little fancy with some underhand pitches to to Kelsey and things like that, and those count as passes. Um, but, yeah, I just think he's going to have a good game, and I think that he threw for two last time they played, so I'm going to ride it again. I, if I'm not mistaken, last year's Super Bowl against the Eagles, I think Mahomes had two passing touchdowns like the three yard line. They just, they were on the same play, but right. opposite sides. Was it, it was like Kadarius Tony, Tony, Tony Moore. and Sky Moore or Sky Moore. Yeah. So I, I could see where you're coming from. Yeah. Anything I, else I wasn't the really a big fan oh, of the, the quarterback ones this year. I wasn't, I wasn't super high on any of them either. I think if anything, I'll like pretty under one and a half passing touchdowns. It only takes, it only takes a two yard pass for a 37 yard Christian McCaffrey touchdown. Yeah. That's the scary I, part. <laughs> That's like the scariest part because yeah. the, the check down to McCaffrey could break off for a 70-yard touchdown and Brock Purdy didn't have to do anything. And uh, moving into a little bit more different aspect of the game, uh, are there any kind of like exotic specific game props of like s- specific things to happen in the game that you guys like for the Super Bowl? One that I liked was each team to score at least one touchdown and at least one field goal. I, I don't think that they're both going to do both and it's plus 170. Not bad. I actually like that one. <laughs> I like sneaky good. The the touchback one I was about to bring up, it's it's yes or no. Um on the opening kickoff. Yes is like minus two fifty. No is plus three fifty. And in the last seven Super Bowls, there hasn't been a single touchback on the opening kickoff. Ooh. Yeah. So I've it's, plus, got... it's plus three fifty this year, which I, I that's the one prop I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I've actually got the first drive under eight and a half plays. It's only happened once in the last five years to go over, and that was last year. The Eagles went 11 plays and scored a touchdown. Um, I think whoever has the ball first, these defenses are going to come out and and get some pressure on the quarterbacks, and uh, I think it's going to be a short draft. I've I've got one that I love, and I'm hammering. It's uh, highest scoring quarter to be the third quarter. It's plus 560, which is absurd. I think that's, I mean, if, if I had to pick one, even in a vacuum, if they're all the same odds, I like the third quarter. 
I'm not going to fight you guys on any of those. Uh, the one that I had picked out was, will there be a successful two-point conversion? I had yes at plus 270. And I just think that, historically speaking, knowing these two types of offenses and the creativity that they have so close to the goal line that I think at least one time we're going to get a two-point conversion. I think that the conversion rate for both these teams is higher than the average in the league. So uh, I just like the value at that plus 270 number. Um, aside from that, the last prop bet that I want to discuss with you guys is probably the most important, uh, and that's going to be the Super Bowl MVP. And I wanted to get, I guess you could say, if you guys have a pick that you think is the who, who you expect to win, that you can go ahead and give that. But if you also have like a value pick, feel free to give that as well. All right, so my two, like, the, if I were to pick one from each side of the ball, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes at plus 135. It's got to be Christian McCaffrey at plus 450. If it's not going to be those two, my two guys are actually on the Kansas City side of things, um, and that's Isaiah Pacheco at plus 3,500. I think that's a good pick if we think that they're going to be run heavy. And I had a toss-up, and I think a wide receiver could make a big difference in this game. Um, my thing is that if he's, if Mahomes is thrown to this guy, it's gonna be hard for him to win the MVP, but that's Rasheed Rice at plus 7,000. Yeah. I've also got Mahomes for the chiefs and then it, it'd be McCaffrey for the, the 49ers. I mean, typically it goes to the big stars. If it's not, I like to go defense because I love to see a defensive MVP in the Super Bowl. Uh, I would go Fred Warner on the 49ers. I'm not sure what his odds are. And then, Chris Jones on the Chiefs, I think. Those guys can make huge impacts and uh, sneak their way into an MVP. I see Fred Warner at plus 18,000, and I see <laughs> Chris Jones at plus 14,000. So, uh, pretty good odds there. See, my yeah, defensive picks, not? Billy, we're going to be Chris Jones and Dre Greenlaw. Which, Dre Greenlaw, he's Just at put, plus 50,000. Man, put 10 bucks on a 10 to win five grand. Give yeah. it a shot. I, I also love to pick a defensive one, and when I think of things that would you know get you a MVP on you know from the defensive side, I think a you have to score a touchdown at least one, but I think the other thing you have to rack up is sacks. Um, if you're especially if you're on the you know, the front, and if anyone I think is going to be getting sacks, it's going to be Nick Bosa. And That's I think he bad. might might you know force a fumble in there as well. So you know you know if a big you know, if he gets three sacks and one of them's a strip sack, there's a chance he wins. Peyton, what are, what are Kadarius Tony's current odds to win? You know, that's hey, not bad. I, I considered it because <laughs> if he's healthy in this game, I would not be shocked if he scores two touchdowns. Uh, I am seeing him. God, he's like off the board. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, they have the oh left tackle before they have before they have Kadarius Tony. Oh, Sebastian, <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> Sebastian Joseph Day, I'm seeing before him. I do not see odds for Kadarius Tony because <laughs> it's a lock. Okay, yeah. uh, what do we what do we think about the, Vegas? No, what do we think about the Jarek McKinnon sneaky? No, he's on IR. Oh, well, no, he has odds he here. Got, he has he got activated to, plus fifty thousand. So he's in that sneaky, big group of long sneaky shots. Jarek McKinnon. You know, just get him like seven carries. He busts off one plus you know a sneaky reception <laughs> touchdown. And then obviously, I mean, like there's also the apparently like Sam Darnold being Super Bowl MVP is supposedly <laughs> the biggest liability for Vegas yeah. somehow. I, my personal pick is actually CMC. It's kind of boring, but like he's plus 450. And honestly, I think he should be like closer to plus like 200 because yeah. I, I I think he should be equal odds with Brock Purdy. I mean, if, if um, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes, it's, it's probably going to be Christian McCaffrey. You know, if it's ooh. not going to be him, it's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, see, we uh, all yeah, say I that. And then it's gonna be I agree Brock with Purdy. you. 
Yeah, you know, yeah that's, how this, that's how this goes. I, I like to give it to quarterbacks. Brock Purdy drops a Steve Young performance on us. Right, right. He, he had the legs last game. So he did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I did want to just go ahead and close out this fun podcast that we did with you guys at Tricky Takes. Uh, I, I want to get a official final prediction from you guys. I'm taking Niners 31-28. I'm taking Chiefs 27-21, to 21, uh, mainly because I like Spags as the DC over there in Kansas City, and I've picked against them all playoffs, and they got a chip on their shoulder. I said I wasn't going to bet against the Chiefs until you know I was given a reason not to, and then I went against my own word and bet against them against the Ravens, and we know what happened there. So I think I've got to go back to the well here. And just keep betting on the Chiefs until they prove me wrong. And so I'll go Chiefs. Uh, I'll go slightly lower scoring, though. I'll go 21-18. I'm with Austin here. Like, we, me and Peyton had this conversation last week. Um, it's just a cardinal sin to to not take Patrick Mahomes um, unless he's playing Tom Brady. So I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes to win this one. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 23. I'm I'm leaning towards the same point deficit you are, Parker. Um, but I'm gonna go a little bit lower scoring, and I'm gonna go with it being twenty-seven to seventeen. Twenty-seven to seventeen. All right. Well, I, I just want to say again, thanks to the Tricky Takes guys for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you guys have the floor to plug whatever it is you want to plug. Uh, yeah, come check us out over on our own podcast at Tricky Takes. We are also having our own Super Bowl show this week. We'll be posting that probably on. Friday. So uh, if you want to hear um, a more serious focused on like the whole Super Bowl uh, rather than just kind of like props and stuff like that, we'll be kind of breaking that down for you on Friday. So check that out. Thanks again, guys. This won't be the last time we collab. Uh, we definitely have some stuff that we have planned over the summer during the football offseason that we're going to collab on. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to talk to you guys again. But in the meantime, take it easy. Thanks for having for us, having us guys. guys. Yeah, guys, always a pleasure. We appreciate you guys coming on. All right. Well, we have one last segment, and this is our last betting bros of the season. It all comes down to this. I, I'm still up quite a bit. I believe we're still at a 1,300-point deficit. But, Parker, uh, you still have enough ability to come back if you get this right. So go ahead and give your picks for this Super Bowl here goes nothing. Um, I've been fighting all year. I've uh, been the underdog since day one. And uh, now's the time we make a comeback and come out on top in this thing. So I'm going to take Rasheed Rice anytime touchdown at plus 140. And I'm going to parlay it with Brandon Ayuk anytime touchdown at plus 155. I'm going to put my first two units on that bet and my lock. This will get me. If, if the first one doesn't happen, it does not matter if this lock pulls through. I should be scotch-free. And that's going to be Isaiah Pacheco as Super Bowl MVP at plus 3,500. That is my lock of the week to cash out for 7,000 to come back and beat Peyton. Give it up for me. Let's go. I need this. You need it badly. Uh, I'm going to go much more... I'm, I'm, I actually am, I'm kind of heat checking myself a little bit, but I'm not getting too crazy because I have the lead, but I do want to try and protect. I want to protect it against any craziness that happens. So uh, first I'm just going to go under 47 and a half at minus 110 on the total, uh, just because I think it's going to be a little bit lower, lower scoring than people probably want it to be. 
the other prop that I want to talk about is I, I like Debo Samuel over 16 and a half rushing yards at minus 105. And my lock of the week is mostly a hedge against you getting some crazy stuff on like a parlay. Uh, I'm going to lock Christian McCaffrey as Super Bowl MVP at plus 450. I, I, I simply am doing that because I like the odds. And I, I don't. I almost I, did that, but it wouldn't get me back unless my parlay right. hit. So, so, so it'll be interesting. I think it might. It, if some crazy stuff happens, it's going to be close. But we will keep an eye on that. I, we are so happy that you guys have joined us for this football season so far, and uh, we've come to the end of the road. And it's like you said in the opening, it's bittersweet. But we are going to enjoy. It's- this Super Bowl Sunday and uh, Parker, do you have any closing thoughts on, you know, the last game this year? Yeah, it's, it's not the end of the road. We have, we have successfully gone through a 18 week um, NFL season. We've done all the, that's just the regular season. We've done all the post uh, season coverage. We did, uh, I believe it was four, four weeks before the season started. Um, So we've kind of made a dent in this whole podcast industry thing or, however you want to call it, but we've kind of done our thing um, and it's not going to stop. We haven't missed a week yet. I don't think, I think every week nope. we've put one on um, and we want to continue to do so. So just because football's over, doesn't mean the pod's over. We have basketball to talk about the three guys that just got off the podcast are deep into baseball. I'm sure we can get them on for a little bit of baseball. If anybody wants to hear about that, we have uh golf. We have some majors coming up. We have all kinds of stuff to talk the draft. about. We have the draft. We have stuff. NBA finals uh, coming sh- uh, early summer. So March Madness. March Madness. There's a lot coming. So we have a lot to talk about. So make sure you keep tuning keep tuning in every week to the pod. For those of you that aren't just football guys um, and girls, those of you guys that are just actual sports fans in general. Other than that, man, I think it's been a really good football season. And we've kind of done our thing. I'm really proud of us. Yeah. And I can't wait to talk about how this game goes with you next week. And until then... Take it easy. Oh, dude, we're, we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to unfold it all next week, and it's gonna be exciting. I can't wait to talk about it either. Well, but. in the meantime, happy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Talk to you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Peace out.